Good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Morning Manor. I am Bishop Allison Abrams, and I am excited that you have joined me early this morning for a nugget of nurture. Come on in, come on in, come on in. If you have not already, please make sure you press like. Please make sure you are sharing this live and also hit the notification bell so that you will know when we are live. Also, for those of you who are just tuning in, maybe for the first time, I want you to make sure that if you are on a podcast platform, you look for us. It's called Morning Manor. Uh, look for us on Apple Music. Look for us on Google. Look for us on Amazon Music. Look for us on Spotify. We are on the podcast platform and we need you to follow us there. All right, again, come on in, come on in. Invite five friends to join us on this morning. Again, this is Morning Manor, and I am excited that you have joined me on this morning. Now, uh, I was reading a scripture, and I said I wanted to talk about something specific here on Morning Manor. And so I was looking at 2 Timothy chapter 7, Um some of you may know this particular uh, verse, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I, I thought I was leaving off the chapter. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 reads, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, as we look at that, I wanted to talk about commitment on this morning because I think sometimes many of us are challenged 
even when we just think about the word, the word seems scary to some people. All right. And a lot of times when we think about commitment, we think about commitment in a relationship. All right. And so when you uh, recall, if you recall, when you first started your relationship, uh, somebody may have wanted to be in a committed relationship or somebody may have said, no, I really don't want to be in a committed relationship at this time. Whatever the case is, commitment was mentioned. Now, when we look at commitment, that is the state of being dedicated to a cause or dedicated to something. And so therefore, uh, it restricts certain freedoms that come to persons that are not committed. And so that's why sometimes commitment in relationships can be scary. But you have to ask yourself, what am I really afraid of? Am I afraid of uh, my freedom being taken away and then I might not be available for what could or could not happen? Because a lot of the times when we are afraid of commitment, we uh, tell ourselves we may miss out on something. All right. And so, um, yes, you might miss out on something and that could be the very thing that you're supposed to commit to. All right. And so I think it's important for us to analyze and assess when we experience uh, maybe anxiety or some resistance to commitment. Why are we resisting being committed? All right. And, and then once we figure it out, then what are we going to do about it? Okay, but also when we look at commitment, we've experienced commitment in relationships. And so usually that's what comes to mind. But now sometimes you are committed on your job. I hope you are committed if you want to stay there. All right. And so you have been hired to do a job and uh, prayerfully you are doing it to the best of your ability. Um, and sometimes we decide we're going to work in other areas on the job. Say, for instance, the job may have an outreach. Uh, the job may have something that it does for the community. And you make a commitment to work with that. Or you commit to be over the fundraiser at the job. Or you commit to be over um, the school project. You know, raising money for back to school supplies. Or maybe the Christmas project. Whatever the case is, you have made a commitment and said that I'm going to be dedicated to this cause. And so people, when you make a commitment, uh, are relying on you. And so I want you to know the importance of the commitment because it's not just about you. And sometimes we get caught up in that. We're like, well, you know, nobody's helping me. I'm not, you know, getting any assistance here. Well, who made the commitment? Did you make the commitment by yourself or did everyone else make the commitment to assist you or to just simply be there if you need them? And so we have to have clear lines of communication about people's levels of commitment and what they have and have not committed themselves to do. Because oftentimes when we commit ourselves, then we have an expectation of others that have not said that that was their level of commitment. And so I need for us to realize today that communication is key. Understanding is key. And so we have to get the understanding of what the others have committed to. Because oftentimes when we commit ourselves, we jump all in. And we think the other people are jumping all in with us. When in actuality, that is not what they've said. 
uh, and they have not made a commitment to do that. And so therefore, sometimes we get our feelings hurt when we have made a full commitment and we've jumped all in and others have not. And we call upon them and they draw clear boundary lines of what it is that they're going to do and what they're not going to do. And then we tend to get upset and then we don't want to commit anymore. All right. But I'm sure that's none of y'all. All right. And so you have commitments when it comes to relationships. You have commitments when it comes to jobs and community things. But you also have commitments in the church. How many of you know that we make a commitment to different things we are doing in the church? All right. And so I, I believe it's important that we uh, recognize when we say we're going to sing in the choir, when we say we are going to direct the choir, that is a commitment. And so we're saying that we are um, being dedicated to whatever the event or activity or organization it is that we have said that we're going to serve in. And so therefore, uh, I, I, I need you to know that sometimes uh, things may happen in our life and we say, well, I think I'm going to fall back. I think I'm going to just drop back. I'm going to, um, you know, I, I can't make it. And you stop making it for like a month or two months. And then all of a sudden the people aren't seeing you anymore. So what happens to the commitment that we make to the different ministries in the church? to the different uh, organizations or the different um, auxiliaries that we committed to serve and work with. And so I need people to understand on today that when you make a commitment, people are counting on you. When you make a commitment, there are uh, things that rely on the work that you committed to do that in essence are going to bless others. And so we cannot um, not fulfill the commitment that we have made to the ministry or auxiliary or the church that we said we were going to serve or work in. And that's important because oftentimes people feel as if, yeah, I made a commitment, but, you know, so and so is not doing anything either. All right. But once again, we don't know the level of commitment that others have made. We can only worry about the level of commitment that we have made. And let me say this, sometimes when things get hard, things get difficult, and they do because we all experience life, then sometimes when we um, have made a commitment and life begins to happen, then, you know, uh, we want to pull back from God. And usually that's the first place that we want to pull back from. And so uh, our commitment to God can be challenged by the um, adversities that come along and show up in our lives or show up in our families. And, and oftentimes we say, well, God, I need you to get stay on the back burner just for a minute. God, I need to put you aside just for a minute. God, I need to just uh, uh, get you to put be on pause for about three months. All right. And so that's what we do to God. We, we put God on pause. 
while we deal with everything else. When we have things that show up that are unexpected in our lives, we put God on pause instead of fulfilling our commitment. We put God on hold instead of doing that which we promised even God that we would do. And some things we promised God we would be doing. It's not even about the church. It's not even about the people in the church. It's about what we promised God we would do. And so, yes, adversity is going to come. Yes, challenges are going to show up. Yes, hardships may come, but you still got to press your way. And God will give you the strength to endure. And so that's why 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 7 is so meaningful here. He says, I fought the good fight. And so, yes, it was a challenge. And I have some stumbling blocks along the way. And I had some hills probably to climb. And I had some things that were coming at me that I may have had to duck and dodge and try to go around. But I was able to hang on in there. I, I fought the good fight. I, I finished the race. And so we have got to look at how can we finish that which we committed to do? How can we continue on with that we committed to do even in the face of adversity? How can we look at finishing that which we have promised God, even when it seems like life is almost over and everything is going uh, astray? How can we look at finishing that? I want to say that God gives us the strength. God props us up. God lifts us up. God builds us up. And God gives us the ability to endure and to finish our course and finish the race. And so I need you to know commitments are important. Don't take them lightly. But when you are in a commitment and life happens, when you're in a commitment and things begin to seem hard, when you're in a commitment and you can't seem to see your way through, when you're in a commitment and it seems as if everything is coming against you and it seems like nothing is going to work out for your good, I want you to remember you have a God who's above any and all circumstances that can ever show up in your life. And so I need you to remember the God that you serve. I need you to remember the power that your God has. I need you to remember the strength that God has given unto you and that God is able to do anything but fail. And just remember this verse that says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And so you got to hold on to your faith in the midst of everything that's coming your way. Hold on to your faith as you're holding on to God's unchanging hand. Let us pray. Gracious, holy, kind God, we just thank you for your love on today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and your power divine. God, thank you for the ability to finish the course and to fight the good fight. Thank you, God, that when we are weak, you are strong. Thank you, oh God, that we uh, are able to make commitments. And God, we have to realize that we have to hold on to those things that we have promised you we would do and continue to work in those until we cannot work anymore. God, I just thank you for always stepping in 
right in the nick of time. God, somebody needs you to step in on today. I ask that you would step in and bless them in a mighty, marvelous way. Somebody needs to hear from you on today. I ask that you would open their ears so they might hear what thus said the Lord. Somebody needs to recognize and feel your presence on today. God, I ask that you would move in such a way that they might recognize how you are moving and what you are doing on their behalf. God, keep us and cover us in all that we do. Help us to hold out and see what the end's going to be. This is my prayer. Lift you in Jesus' holy name. I do pray. Amen. And thank God. Amen. God bless you. God bless you on today. And remember, commitments are important. Don't be afraid to make commitments in relationships, in friendships, uh, in your community, uh, on your job and even in the church. And I want to say those commitments you make in the church and those commitments you make to God, you want to make sure that nothing is stopping you from doing what you promised God you would do. God bless you on today.